Hi, this is Mimi. And this is Lee. And this is Getting Rich After Divorce. We're two divorced women who decided the best way to get rich was to embrace our entrepreneurial spirits and build our own business. To us, rich means the money in your bank account, but also the quality of your life, your experiences, and your personal well-being. You're here to overcome doubt, fear, burnout, and finally get unstuck to build a business you love and makes you rich. You also want to learn how to do all of this while navigating the challenges divorced women face. If that's you, stick with us. You're in the right place. Hi, this is Mimi. And this is Lee. And in this episode of Getting Rich After Divorce, we talk about why social media can feel so, so scary to divorced women. Yeah, this is a big, this is a big topic. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's fascinating. I, I tend not to think about social media a lot. So when Lee and I started our business and this series about body image and being the face of your business and being on social media, we've been doing a lot of research and contemplation and um, talking to each other a lot about this idea of what is it about social media that feels both um, necessary and scary? And has a divorced woman, how are those feelings exasperated? Exactly. So, you know, we did want to point out that social media can feel scary to everyone. You know, I, I almost everyone I know, I, I, it's hard for me to even think maybe there are people and I'm just not thinking of them, but it just seems like everyone who wants to comment about social media is what they say is stuff like, I hate, I hate Facebook or I go on Instagram just to look at my kids' photos, you know, or whatever, you know, but they're always creating this stance of, I don't love it. And I don't like being there. And maybe I feel like I have to go there. Maybe I just stay away from it. But it seems like they're everyone, regardless of divorce, regardless of age or gender or preference or whatever, has this sort of standoffish thing. So, you know, we just want you to know it's very normal. It's not like just divorced women suffer from this, but we do, there is a special heightened sense of being in a fishbowl sometimes, you know, when you're going through something suddenly very traumatic and hard that feels maybe even a little bit shameful, um, embarrassing. You don't want to say anything that would hurt your kids. You know, there's just all this stuff where you're worried you know, there are all these worries and fears, which we'll get into, but um, it is heightened around the time of divorce or can be. Yeah. And I loved your post. I mean, your um, email, Lee, about, uh, and if you're not on an email list, you, you, you missed a beautiful <laughs> one that Lee sent out um, a day or two ago. And it talks about like the the Facebook of yesteryear, you know, where we look back on the innocence of what Facebook was when it started. And I think it's like, um, we talk about Facebook a lot because that's what um, we're on the most. It's what most businesses um, that are similar to ours that have an online business use as opposed to, you know, like TikTok or um, 
Instagram or some of the other hipper ones. Um, it's the one that's most relevant to us and our business. And if you're looking to start an online business, it will probably um, carry a little more importance for you as a business tool. But it does seem that it's a reflection of what's going on in the larger society. You know, so I just I just wanted to give you a shout out that I love that email that you shared. And it really made me um, reflect back on what I thought and felt about Facebook when I first learned about it 10 years ago versus now. And I'm not a big social media person. You know, I don't post a lot. I don't um, I'm, not, I'm not like a scroller. That's not one of my time wasters or a way that I um, buffer is through social media, though I know a lot of people do. And I know that for the younger generation, it really um, are a lot of heavy and hard negative things that are coming from overuse of social media. But we want to talk about why you as a divorced woman might feel like we call it like cringeworthy when you think about being on social media. Right. And just a just a very brief thumbnail sketch of what I said in the email is that when I first got onto Facebook, it was somewhere in the early 2000s. I mean, it's like 2007. I don't even know, maybe 2007 ish. I'm guessing because I, I haven't looked at the actual date, but around in there, I was still married, you know, I had three kids that were still like I was driving them to soccer and swim meets and all that stuff. And it was kind of a happy, very busy time of life where, you know, I'm still sending out the holiday cards with the whole family pictured somewhere, you know, and it's that kind of feeling. It was that kind of feeling for me. And suddenly, you know, there's Facebook and I'm getting contacted by these old, old friends, people I didn't even know if they were alive or dead. And they're like, hey, you know, it, it just felt like a big party. And then, you know, a few years later, you know, three, four, five years later, I was there always getting divorced and suddenly it felt very different. <laughs> it did not feel friendly and fun and like a party. It, it suddenly felt very different. And that you know, most people can identify with when things aren't going well in your life. And suddenly there you are from that vantage point, looking at all the family photos, all the vacation photos, all the happy anniversary photos that people share on Facebook, which they have a total right to. And, you know, these are couples I love. So, you you know, on one hand, you love these couples, you're glad they're together. On the other hand, you're just so aware of where you are, you know, and suddenly there's that sense of I'm not like them or they're not like me. And I don't even feel like I can share, you know, my life right now, you know, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so many fears that people have, you know, depending on your situation, depending on your ex and your situation, there's so many different kinds of fears that are often leg very legitimate. Yeah, let's let's talk about one of those. Um, I think one that's super common for women is the fear of judgment. I mean, I think when, um, you know, when my marriage was falling apart, I already was trying to create a facade of okayness, mm -hmm. right? And so I think to add, if I posted anything about, you know, what my life was like on social media, it felt false and untrue because inside everything was crumbling. 
And um, I was like, I don't want to post anything that feels really real because then people are going to judge me. They're going to know that somehow I'm failing. You know, I had so much guilt and shame around the marriage falling apart. And Mm -hmm. the last thing I wanted was to have everybody else that I knew make a judgment or have a thought about it. Yeah. And I'm thinking about what was most painful. We've talked about this in other programs we've had too, you know, cause we've had divorce programs just for like getting over divorce. And um, one of the things that was really painful and I don't know why it was so painful. That would be like maybe a whole other podcast, but I didn't want pity to pity. I didn't want people to suddenly just be like, Oh, you know, I don't know what I wanted. I I wanted empathy and compassion and a space to be with people, but I didn't want people to be like, oh, I feel so bad for, you know, like I didn't want pity. And and that was also, I was scared of getting pitied. (laughs) I don't know what that's about, but I just, it just felt like it was like nails on a chalkboard. It wasn't the thing that I needed. And, And that's an interesting psychological thing that we could probably discuss forever. But I just remember that very distinctly. Yeah. And then you feel like, um, like you had to defend you and your, your Mm -hmm. decision to move forward with the divorce. It was your decision to do that or, um, somehow, so, you know, so many women are blindsided by the divorce. So you don't want to have to come forth with how could you have been so naive? How could you not have seen it? Like those are the comments that we we hear a lot. So I think, you know, for divorced women, it's like what to post and how to post is scary because you, you don't want other people making, making a judgment call on what you've done. Yeah. And there are two, there's, that's a double-sided coin there. And there are probably many other facets. They're probably just not a two sides. There's like many faceted responses you're going to get from people and you don't, it's a, it's a game. We don't know what it will be. And so in your head, you can build it up to be really, really bad. Like people are going to think this about me. They're going to think that about me. They're going to view me this way. And so in your head, it can feel like a really scary neighborhood at night. And yet, you know, what people actually think could be very different, but there, there is the reality that they're going to be those people who are like, marriage is sacred and you should not you know, break the bond. And they, you know, in your group of 400 friends, or even if you've got like 50 or a hundred friends, there's gonna, there's always that one relative, you know, who's like marriage is a compact between a man and a woman. And, you know, you, that's the last thing you need when you're getting divorced. You know, that is just not helpful. Or, you know, you just never know. There are those people who just make bizarre comments. And it's hard to, you can't defend in advance. So a lot, what a lot of women do is they just don't make any, they just keep, suddenly they're in, under a rock and they're hiding. Yeah. I mean, they think just to say that, like, that's one of the fears, right? Is that you're going to be, it's like, with the judgment also comes harassment. I mean, the fact that they have names now, like cyber bullies and trolls and right. stuff for these people that just post negatively mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily know your situation. You know, this whole idea of how Facebook posts gets, you know, from one person to the next person, you know, can go really far. So I think it's that idea that not only are they going to judge me, they're going to like comment and make me feel even worse and say negative stuff to me. 
Exactly. And, and, and unfortunately, you know, these fears are based on some truth. You know, there are these truths out there. It, it can be a place where you're not always safe. And there's also, there's kind of swinging to the other side sometimes. And I did a little of this too, kind of, just on occasion where I would overshare, not so much about the divorce or anything, but suddenly I would feel like I had overshared. And maybe I didn't even really overshare, but compared to hiding under a rock and just not being seen and then suddenly saying something, suddenly it felt like oversharing. I don't even, I'm not even going to make the judgment about myself that I did, but, but then, you know, some people do overshare um, as that's their emotional reaction to what's going on and they just need support. They're just looking for understanding or something, some kind of connection. And so they overshare. But then there's the ramification of, you know, is there going to be some kind of consequence? Or are you just going to be kind of regret that you did that? I mean, you can erase Facebook posts. Luckily for you, <laughs> for all of us, we can erase the posts. Um, but there's that also, either you do overshare and then you're like, I wish I hadn't done that. Uh, or you overshare and you're not aware that you're oversharing. <laughs> I wonder Lee, if that oversharing can be kind of like an overcompensated, like, yeah, I could see, you know, like doing something really fun. And it's like, oh my gosh, I got to put this on Facebook so people know I'm okay. You know, or it's like, mm-hmm. really, like, I want to. Yeah. Wanna I'm, trying, I, I'm trying to think of another way to say oversharing because it sounds just that phrase sounds judgmental, like you've gone overboard or you're too much. But it is kind of a reaction. It's like nervous talking. Like when you're nervous and you just start talking, 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 you can't seem to stop yourself and yeah, all yeah. The keep coming out. So it's not like you're bad or you did something embarrassing. It's just like a reaction we have to a very uncomfortable situation. And so when I say oversharing, I'm not judging you because I, I nervous talk too, you know, and it, it's just, so I don't want you to think that I'm judging you if you hear that phrase and you're like oh yeah I've done that and now they they're gonna think I'm bad I don't think that at all (laughs) and and I wonder Lee if it's because um when you're going through um the dissolution of the marriage and the divorce process and what that can look like um you're being told by your lawyers and your friends like don't post too much on social media you know you don't want to give any ammunition so I wonder if um part of this fear and why social media feel so scared for divorced women is a continuation of that, you know, all that warning and dread and, you know, comments were built during the process. It's like, okay, like when, when is it time? When is it time not to be afraid and not to worry about the repercussions? Right. And I, there's so many different situations. There are some women just, I want to preface what I'm about to say with this other thing. We fully recognize and have worked with women who have scary, scary, soon to be exes and violent situations. You absolutely need to listen to experts, you know, to policemen, to lawyers, to women's shelter, you know, take the advice and, and stick with it closely when you're in a definitely scary situation. You wanna do everything you can, you know, including restraining orders, the vast majority of the time, or I don't know if I say vast, but the larger percentage of the time, um, you're just dealing with a lot of emotions, heightened emotions. People aren't at their best. Um, you know, mo- 
I, I don't know what percentage of states now. I used to know this factoid. We could quickly look it up, but no fault divorce is the most common kind of divorce situation in most states. Um, I'm sorry, I don't have that factoid. I should re-memorize that, but that that's the direction of family law. I mean, there are some holdover states where you're going to somehow in the family law system get dinged for dating too soon. You know, somehow they're reaching into your private life and determining that even though you've been divorced, I mean, separated for two years, you can't date or talk to men, you know, or talk to <laughs> whoever you want to date, you know, or dating, uh, you know, whoever you're interested in. But, um, you know, and so possibly depending on your state, you also do need to be careful. But I think attorneys can scare the bejesus out of you by making you fear that any information could be used against you. I just don't think that's the way it should be. And of course, depending on the state, it might actually be that way. But I don't, I, I always hate it when um, institutions make you feel like you need to live in fear. Um, and because we're already scared. Everyone's already scared of social media. <laughs> and it can do damaging things, but I, I just hate it for divorced women and, and men that you just have to live in fear even more. You know, yeah. it's just kind of a sad thing. Yeah, I know. I've talked to women that were like, I didn't even want to post that I was going on a vacation or, oh, look at this new jacket I got. Anything that, you know, implied that they were spending money you right. know, because right. financials is such a big one. So I think that that has a lot to, to deal with. And does that carry over even after divorce, your divorce is finished, maybe? I, I, I would guess that it does because whenever you have some a traumatic event and all this fear is kicked up and you've learned there are all these new fears you should have, like, oh, what? I'm not allowed to buy a new coat? Suddenly it's winter. I need a coat, you know? <laughs> Come on. But suddenly that's a bad thing. It's labeled a bad thing, which was ridiculous. Uh, but, you know, can be used against you if you have, you know, an ex-spouse who wants to make it an issue. Um, that kind of, that's traumatic. It's a type of traumatizing where suddenly you're made to feel very fearful. Um, it's hard to just release that and get over it. So I think Mimi, you're right. I think it can just kind of stay with you. It can stay with you. I, I, I know it stayed with me. Yeah. Yeah. And we just are bringing these up so that you can start to understand what your thoughts and your emotions are about why it feels scary. <laughs> so we want to just yeah. present like a plethora of reasons and know that a lot of these are for women that aren't even divorced, right? Like these are this fear of being judged or harassed or <laughs> oversharing, you know, these, these are common um, fears, concerns about social media. It just is with most things elevated, you know, when you're divorced or post-divorce. Yes, yeah, suddenly it just feels very, can feel very different. Because well, everybody's got an opinion, right? right? Right. Everyone's got an opinion. And sometimes they'll share it with you. Yeah. On your, on your Facebook. Yeah. Post. And I can, um, I can remember trying to, you know, sort of move on. The marriage is over. I'm trying to you know, like what's going to be next? What's my next chapter going to look like? And then I was afraid if I posted on that, you know, like, how's my, what are my children going to see? What are their 
family's parents going to think if, you know, I intimate that I'm going on a vacation or I'm going to date or, you know, I'm out with friends, you know, they're going to think, oh, this is too soon. Like, who does she think she is? And they're going to have opinions, you know, if I've moved on too soon or the opposite, if I'm not doing anything like you need to get out there. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, you you can't win. So I, I mean, I think the divorce process and moving through it and getting to post-divorce your second chapter, it, that's why it's such a beautiful time to really start to find your own internal compass and strength and just decide, I think this is right. I'm allowed to buy a damn coat if it's winter time and I don't care if somebody thinks it's spending money. Or I deserve to go on vacation. You know, I'm. I, this is how I spend time with my kids. It's totally, I took vacations before. Why can't I take them now? And I'm just going to ignore, like maybe people will think something about that. Maybe they will make weird remarks, but I, I've got to live by my own sense of what's right for me. And not everybody's going to be in agreement. And so it, it's definitely a time where there's like this crucible effect where you get rid of all the, some of maybe not all, but at least some of that thinking about what other people think, you kind of just have to toss it out because it's too much. You can't carry that much worry <laughs> and deal with life as, you know, potentially a single mom or just in a stressful situation. You've got to toss out some things that you used to worry about and worrying what other people think is going to eventually be one of them. But it, it's it's a tough adjustment at first. Yeah. And what I, um, I like that Lee. And I think part of the reason that if social media feels super scary, it might be a hint that you haven't done some of that work, right. That you still are in the healing process and you still are trying to figure out what your next chapter might look like. So if you're in, and that process, let me tell you, can take uh, any, any amount of time, right? Like I know for me, I was like, why is this still a problem? And that was like a year out, two years, <laughs> three years out. You know, we work with women and they're like, I'm five years out. I'm six. Like everybody's timeline is different. So if you're still feeling so cringy and so scary about sharing anything on social media, like that might be a clue. Maybe, maybe this is trying to tell me something. Maybe it's some healing because I think the more healed you get and the more confident you feel about what you're doing and who you are and the direction that you're moving and this beautiful next chapter that you're creating, the more comfortable it will feel to share it. So I think part of the reason it feels scary is because you're still unsure. There's still some work to be done there. Yeah. And um, I mean, we kind of operate from a premise that our whole lives are an evolution. Like, thank goodness too. I mean, who wants to stay stuck and stagnant and always be the same? But you you evolve by sometimes being uncomfortable. So it is a great opportunity if you can kind of reframe some of the pain, any pain you might feel. And this will become important. You know, we're gonna do another podcast on how you segue from all this discomfort with social media, how do you then use it with all this, you know, latent kind of, you know, um, yeah, latent remnant discomfort, even if you've healed somewhat, like we were saying, it's traumatic. So it kind of sticks to you a little bit more. 
how do you then segue into using it for your business? <laughs> Which we're going to, that's a whole other topic. So we're going to talk about that in our next podcast. But um, yeah, I mean, you're here listening to this because presumably you want to start a business, but we do, we wanted to dedicate a whole podcast to, this is one of the number one fears new businesswomen feel, regardless of divorce or not is the fear of using social media, being exposed on social media. What will my friends think? What will my family think? Will I get trolled comments? You know, blah, 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 blah. But then you add the divorce layer to that where it adds this whole new way of looking at social media um, and and then hanging out there. Um, You know, it's it's recognizing, as Mimi said, you know, because the the key to moving through anything and evolving through anything is first you got to recognize it. <laughs> you know, tip, bit, number one coaching tip. <laughs> first, you've got to see what's happening. Then you've got to normalize it. It's not just you. You know, it's not just me. It wasn't just me, me. It's, this is so common. So try to depersonalize it. Try to understand that it's not just you're a person who feels very uncomfortable on Facebook, and therefore you can never have a normal relationship with it. It's 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 in it's a pandemic. <laughs> it's a pandemic response to social media. So all of us feel this way. So try to understand that even though it feels very a certain way for you, it's not just you, and it doesn't make you a certain way, and it doesn't mean you can't then reframe how you approach it. Um, I think once you realize this is everyone is kind of a, there's a social thing that everyone feels uh, you can, you can depersonalize and normalize it to a, to a degree, you know, whatever feels right for you. Yeah. To a degree. Mm-hmm. And I just was sitting here thinking too, that pre-divorce you're posting from this bubble of being a wife, a couple, you know, if you have kids often your posts revolve around the family and post-divorce your posting has this newly single (laughs) woman on the internet and you're still trying to figure out who that is and who you are in this role and how do you post obviously if you have kids you're still posting about your kids and if you vacation you know it's not like all of that goes away but you are a different person um in the social media realm of are you single is it separated, you know, what's your relationship status? It's a little bit different. So um, I think we just, you know, like Lee was saying, the reason it's scary is because it really is kind of scary. (laughs) It's not like it's okay to think that this is scary, that this is cringeworthy. And it's okay if you're like, I'm so proud of what I've done (laughs) and I've emerged from this like a boss and I'm just ready to, to put it out there. I think it's, it's just a time to be real intentional about why you're posting, what you want your post to say, and is it okay if you don't post at all? You know, yeah. I think it's just, we just, the purpose of this podcast is really just to start thinking about it, to normalize that you are not the only person sitting in front of your computer or on your phone trying to answer those questions. Exactly. Just know that you're in really, really, really good company with millions and millions and millions of other um, people, but, you know, definitely all the divorced women out there, you know, you're in really good company and you are completely normal and sitting in a normal emotional thought space. 
Um, and, you know, what we do want to point out is you don't have to stay stuck there. Um, Mimi and I have found various ways to keep moving on with the social media because we use it in our business. Again, we'll talk about that in the next podcast, but even personally, you know, um, you know, I found if I was totally away from it, then I missed some key events like people's parents dying. Like there's a certain amount of touching base that I actually do want to do. It's a way to just be human and connected in a human way at a very high level, even just to wish people happy birthday. That's my favorite feature about Facebook personally, is just that tells me when people's birthdays are. And being the age that I am, people's parents are starting to die or have been you know, we're just in a time of life when that's starting to happen to people and I want to be there for people. So, you know, you find a way to move through your own discomfort eventually, and there's no timeline that's right about that. I think it took me a solid three to five years to start feeling even halfway normal um, about how I fit in into the world. And so there's no time frame that's right or wrong. Um, but it is important to, you know, in addition to knowing this is so normal and there's nothing wrong with you, that you can evolve and not stay stagnant and stuck. Like I just, because I'm hiding now, I have to permanently hide because I feel uncomfortable now. I can never use social media. I think those kind of stances you want to guard against those kind of knee jerk reactions. They're just coming from a fear that you have right at the moment. Um, but you can evolve. And even in your personal use of it, I feel like I've evolved through it too. And I still don't like posting about myself, but sometimes I do. That's great. So if it's tough for personal, you can imagine what it what happens <laughs> when you add your business on. Yeah. Um, and we'll be sharing that podcast next week. So stay, yeah, tuned. stay tuned. We'll see you later. We'll see ya.